Views and opinions expressed in this podcast by the host or the guest do not necessarily reflect the views of Paranormal Buzz Radio or its sponsors. Use of any materials produced by Paranormal Buzz Radio without express written consent is strictly prohibited. For information on everything Paranormal Buzz Radio has to offer, visit our website, paranormalbuzzradio.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Into the Abyss with Peggy Gypsy. Peggy comes from a long line of spiritual mediums. She is also an afterlife researcher, a paranormal investigator, and she mixes her skills with her special gifts in order to seek knowledge of the unknown, paranormal, and metaphysical. Join Peggy live on Spreaker, Saturday nights, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, for some great conversation with awesome guests and some fun along the way. Be sure to follow Peggy's social media on Periscope, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For all of Peggy's sponsors, check out the links in the description. Here's your host, Peggy Gypsy. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to into the abyss with Peggy Gypsy. Um, yeah, today it is Saturday. How awesome is that? I love Saturdays. Today, earlier today, I was in uh, Niagara Falls, the Canadian side, and I was at the Rip Fest, which was really delicious. I ate some good food, which is, you know, they had ribs from like everywhere, and I winded up going to the vendor that was from Texas. Their sauce was a little different, but it was so delicious. I really ate a lot, and um, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my Saturday. I'm not enjoying this heat wave that we're having. Last weekend, I was in Penhurst, and it was so hot. The event was a blast. Bob did amazing. He accommodated everybody. You know, you can't control how hot it is outside, but he and the whole Penhurst staff was amazing and treated us like princesses and prince. And, you know, everybody seemed pretty happy, and it was a, a great event, and I can't wait for it. They're going to have it again next fall, and... It's going to be a hit, so I'm excited to attend in the fall. Um, we have a couple of people already in the chat room. Hey, Matt, what's going on? We have Darren. We have Sherry. Sherry, I'm so happy that you're on, and I, I really do hope that you start to feel better. For those of you who do not know Sherry, she is like the mother of the paranormal. <laughs> she is like the best. She is like the mother of like the Tennessee Race Chasers paranormal people. She goes to like all their events, and... Um, yeah, you know, she's amazing. She travels with a coffee maker, which I love. I, you know, that's so cool. And um, talking about the Tennessee Ray Chasers, uh, we are going to be having them here in Buffalo, New York on December 8th between 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Statler City in Buffalo, New York. Tickets are on sale. We're already sold about 50% of the VIP tickets. So people do not wait till the last minute to get your tickets. Um, once we sell out, we don't think we're going to open up any more tickets. So don't wait till the last minute. If you do get your tickets before August 1st, we are going to be giving away a signed poster by Mike and Chris, and it's going to be personalized to the winner. So that's really exciting. I mean, I hope I get one too. <laughs> You know, I'm just a promoter, but I hope I, you know, it's my event and Lynn's event. So we're definitely going to get one. And, um, you know, I started this thing for the summer, which I kind of been kind of slacking because I've been busy and scheduling and all that stuff. So I do apologize. But it is a summer of experiences. And what it is, is I will talk to paranormal investigators, people in the field, and just, I just want to hear their experiences while they're investigating, you know, how they started and just, you know, what happens when they go on these, on these investigations with these amazing friends and people. And, you know, there's a lot that people don't know that goes into an investigation. And I think the best 
best formula is having an awesome group of people where you connect and are able to do an investigation. Um, I have my awesome friend, Kevin. Kevin, how do you pronounce, is it Odie or Odie? How do you pronounce your last name? It's Odie. Odie, I am the worst. Every show I just... I just like slaughter people's last name. <laughs> like I just slaughter people's last name. Like I thought Mike Gonzalez was Mike Goncalves. I just slaughter people's name. And you know, everybody just laughs at all. They think it's funny, but I just kill their last name. Now, Kevin, can you give us like, can you let us know where you are so the people know how busy you are and how awesome you are? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Right now I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we're actually on the set of our third movie we're filming this year. I think we did seven or eight here in Louisville last year, one in New York, one in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing. Now, for you guys that don't know, he films these awesome, awesome movies that are on Lifetime. So if you watch Lifetime like I do, you are a freak like me. And we love those just crazy, you know, my grandmother's babysitter's killer boyfriend's next door neighbor. It's like the best <laughs> movies. I get so involved in the characters and I feel like I'm one of them. But we'll talk about that later. You know, it's more about the paranormal today. So, yeah, let's talk about like, how did you get into the paranormal being like, you know, into movies? Like, how did that transition happen? Well, I started when I lived in Missouri still. Um, I worked, uh, I was a deputy sheriff there. Wait, what? Yeah. In Missouri. I have no idea. How cool is that? <laughs> I graduated the academy in 2001 and, um, I worked for a county sheriff's department there and I started doing some, um, side work with a uh, private investigator <clears throat> and, uh, him and his wife had a team that they were putting together and we got to talking about it one day and he's like, well, we're going to go investigate my brother's old house in Louisiana, Missouri, do you want to come along? It's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. And so we went up there for the weekend and, uh, you know, we investigated and that's when I heard my first EVP and it was just all hooked from there. <laughs> so, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was with that group. It was a Cape Girardeau paranormal research. I was with them until I moved to Los Angeles in 2009. Mm -hmm. And, um, Met some people out there, and we didn't really have a solid group formed, and we started doing just, you know, investigations kind of all over the place, different places. And we did one in um, Goldfield, Nevada. Ooh. And, um, you know, I met some different people there from L.A., and um, we all got along really great, and then got back and a little while later decided to start our own group. So that's when we formed Ghostwatch Paranormal, which is the group I co-founded that I'm still currently with that's based out of L.A., Wow, that is so cool. So, like, what spots do you guys, like, if you're in L.A., and, like, I'm going to be there in, um, the well, the beginning of September, like, do you recommend any places I should check out for investigating there? Besides I mean, Disneyland? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will be at Disneyland. <laughs> with L.A., I love the old Hollywood history. There was so much make it or break it. There's so many haunted places in Hollywood. Um, they are harder to investigate one because a lot of them are still working kind of like some of the hotels and stuff like that where their private residences and, you know, being Hollywood, it's always so noisy. So a lot of noise contamination. Yeah. Yeah. Um, about an hour from LA in Santa Paula is a place called the Glen Tavern Inn, which you can go stay there. Um, that place is super active. It's been on Ghost Adventures. It's been on, I believe, Dead Files. It's been on so many shows. But we've always had activity in that place. It's a really cool place to check out. Um, we've been, you know, Northern California. We've been San Diego, uh, Goldfield, Nevada, Virginia City, Yuma, Arizona. So we kind of travel. We love to travel. Oh, my God. So I'm getting questions for you. Um, Sherry says, holy cow. The Madam of Purity Fall was incredible. Okay, don't get, listen, listen, listen. I told Kevin that I still haven't watched Purity Falls and that I'm going to watch it when we're done. So please don't tell me too much. <laughs> but I do have a serious question from Darren. And he says, do you feel that the paranormal field is in the right direction? And what needs to change? Like, do you feel it's going in the right direction? And what needs to change? The problem I see with like what a lot of them show on television 
is a lot of what they put out is what the networks want people to see. Um, the networks, it doesn't seem like they're as much into the truth behind investigating as they are getting their views and publicity and stuff like that. So I think, you know, I think a lot of the stuff they experience does happen, but I think the network embellishes a lot as well. Okay. So when you say embellish, do you mean like they're faking evidence or they're just like, I don't acting when they do get and when they do get evidence like versus like when we are out in the field and we're investigating, you know, we don't have sometimes those huge reactions. Do you think it's kind of I don't I can't really say it's all fake because I've experienced the same things that they experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, I'm not sure with the way it's cut together and stuff like that is if you're seeing it actual real time as to what they're experiencing it in. I do think that a lot of it is over-dramatized, I guess you'd say. A lot of overreactions and stuff like that. Because, yeah. you know, I've been doing this for 11 years, and I've never seen some of the people react like these people that do it for a living. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that is true. And, you know, like when I tell people, when they tell me, oh, man, I watched this show, and, you know, they always, you know, overreact. And I'm like, hey, guys, at the end of the day, you have to remember it is show business. When you're watching something on TV... It has to be exciting. Oh, right. Darren says the audio is gone. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Let's see. Go one minute. Me or him. Let's see. He says no audio. That's weird. Let's see now. Oh, but I think it's just him because Matt says it's fine. Okay, perfect. So, Darren, I think it's probably just Darren's audio because Matt from Paranormal Buzz Radio says that he's able to hear both of us and those soda sherry. But, yeah, back to, you know, people, you know, like they kind of get upset at some TV shows. And, I, you know, I just tell them, hey, it is when anything that you see on TV, it is show business. So it is going to be um, – you know, people are going to overreact a little bit because if you get the real reactions that we do have in investigation, you know, it's going to be a boring show. You know, we sit for six, seven, eight hours and. And most of the times we don't even know what we captured until two weeks later when we're doing the evidence for you at home. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best, uh, one of my best reactions was um, we were at Greystone Mansion. It was Lynn Chekai, my business partner and best friend, um, Sean Austin and myself, and we were investigating, and, you know, we did an EVP, and we're carrying it back, and we're just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, and then he's like, did you hear that? I'm like, what is it? And we captured, like, actual ga a galloping horse, and I didn't oh, wow. believe it until I went on YouTube, and I was like, how does galloping horses sound? And it was the same sound that we captured, and then there is when we had like that overdramatic screaming, high five in the air, chest pump reaction, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm still laughing until this day because the house, um, the person who owns the house, he was like on the top floor in one of the back rooms, and he was just like, I didn't know what was going on. You know, you guys were so loud. <laughs> we were like high five and chest pump, like we couldn't believe leave it getting you know evidence of a galloping horse like that's just incredible and it was an awesome experience now what experiences have you had that it's been like that kind of just sticks in your mind every time you investigate like oh man that place was you know amazing and the experience that you had i know one was a uh, yuma prison i know when we went there we were actually there for um, a paracon it's been a few years back and I remember we went there during the day and was taking pictures and stuff. And I walked into like the isolation cell, um, the dark cell. And it was, you know, it was fine. But when you go in that cell, you have like a door and then it's like, I don't know, maybe a five, six foot little hallway. And then you actually enter the cell. And we got back later that night and I went in, I got about halfway in and it's just like I hit a solid wall. It's like I could not walk any further. Wow. I had to turn wow. around, walk out, catch my breath and then walk back in. And that was actually, that's one of the only places that I've had my name called out in one of the cells as well. Um, we were talking to, I believe it was a male in one of the cells about um, how hard it is to get cigarettes. And he said my name. And actually, had, that, that one's actually on our website and our YouTube page. Um, if you go to Ghostwatch Paranormal, we have a lot of our stuff posted there. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that was one. Um, <clears throat> there's a place called the Warner Grand Theater in San Pedro, California. And when you walk in, you have a huge lobby, and then to your left, there's like Wait, a little. You, did you just say San Pedro? Is that like by the beach, by the port? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's where I'm going to be staying when I go to LA. Yeah. So I'll go to the. Tell Warner me about Grand... this place now. <laughs> I go to the Warner Grand Theater, <laughs> and this one, I'm, you know. Like um, me and Paul, Paul's the one I co-founded Ghostwatch with. You know, we always say if you don't have evidence, it's a real cool ghost story. So this one's actually only a real cool ghost story because I don't have any video of it. <clears throat> but you walk in the lobby and then on the left, there's like a platform and then stairs go up both sides up to the atrium. And I was sitting at the top of one of the stairs with a camera running upstairs in that hallway and just kind of looking down. And I watched I watched someone walk up to the big mirror. And I was like, oh, that's probably, you know, Johnny messing with his hair. Doesn't even know I'm sitting here. So I just called out. I was like, what are you doing? And it turned around, took like two steps and disappeared. <gasps> and I was like, what the hell? So I run down the steps and look, completely empty. And then I find out everyone else is upstairs in the projection room on the upper level. Nobody was downstairs at all. And I'm sorry if you hear buzzing right now. I That's think that they're using the um, hazer and set off the fire alarm in our building again. Always <laughs> uh, <laughs> <is> a filming. <laughs> but those are a couple, you know, real extense ones. Actually, last weekend. Our oh, yeah. Sherry says be- to tell the story about the Octagon Hall two weeks ago, the slave yeah. cemetery. So we was in the little slave cemetery at Octagon Hall. And you actually have to walk back this little path to get to the cemetery. And there's like two unknown soldier graves and a bunch of little slave graves. And I was sitting on a bench and I got in a hurry to leave Louisville and took off without my Pelican case with my cameras. So I was just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go for the experience this time. I'm just going to use my senses and just see what I feel. So I'm sitting there and everybody's to my right on the other side of this big tree doing an EVP session. And I watch one of the girls walk to my left and I'm waiting for her to come around the second tree to see who it was. Cause I thought it was the girl with the light color clothes on. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever come around that tree. So I get up and go look. Nobody's over to my left at all. Everybody's still over to my right on the other side of the big tree doing the EVP session. But this one, when it crossed, it was not a black shadow figure. It was more of a gray and it didn't even dawn on me at first because I thought it was her. You know, I watched it cross, but I was just like, oh, that's, that's her. And then when she never came around the other tree, I was like, oh, you're like, oh, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, then I got the chill bumps. <laughs> yeah, right? Then you're like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's scary. <laughs> uh, Darren wants to ask you, what is your favorite device? My favorite device is probably, I love my infrared camera. Um, I have a little um, GoPro style IR camera. And I love it because one, it takes a micro 64 gigabyte card so it can hold quite a bit of footage. And two, it's got the um, the loop recording to where it will stop and start like every five or 10 minutes, whatever you set it at. So if you you know record for an hour straight, you don't have a one hour clip, you have 25 minute clips. Oh, wow. So it's so much easier if you catch something to, you know, upload into something else and cut it out of a five-minute clip rather than an hour or, you know, however long of a clip. Uh, That's probably my my favorite thing. I usually have that everywhere I go. Now, do you use, like, Necrophonic? Do you use any apps? Like, my favorite, I do use that, but I know some people don't like it or look down upon it in the business, but I do love the Necrophonic app. I oh, sorry. Bless you. I either turn my phone off or leave it in my bag whenever I'm investigating. Mm-hmm. I never have it with me because um, I know a lot of times when you use a K2 meter, if you put it close to a phone, it'll set it off. So I think phones can sometimes put out um, false readings on other equipment. Yeah. So yeah. I can never, I either have mine completely off or don't carry it with me. I think, were you in the room with us when we used uh, the Necrophonic app at... Old, yeah, old, old South Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. 
I know you guys ended up taking you guys um, after a while. They just took my phone. <laughs> I was like in one corner of the hospital, and they come over. We need your phone. <laughs> well, then Anthony downloaded it, and we used it at a Shaker Village here in Kentucky. Oh, how uh, was it? It was it was really good. They have a place there called the Tanyard House that you can rent out. It's a little bit more isolated from the rest of the village. Okay, and it has a. Um, you know, it's a full two like two story house. It has two bedrooms with like four beds in it. You can rent it out. You can have a bonfire outside and that kind of stuff. But they actually have a book on the bookcase in there where people that stay there write down the paranormal experiences they've had while staying in this house. Oh, wow. So that was that was pretty interesting. We had a pretty fun night that night. You did. Um, did you like get any good evidence there? Um. Not really that I found uh, a lot of feelings, uh, kind of a feeling of being watched a lot. Um, we actually took some of the cast from our last movie and went down there for a night. Oh, my God. Why are you doing that to those kids? <laughs> they wanted to go. It's like, take Why us to do, do that to them. So we took now, like. For, now, six, can you say, did the movie come out already or is it still? No, that one hadn't come out. Oh, man. Poor. Why would you do that to them? <laughs> I'd be like, you guys are bored. Let's go ghost hunting. Sherry says she loves the Spiritus app. Uh, Sherry, uh, no offense to the creators of Spiritus. I don't like to badmouth people. But every time I use that app, it is so nasty with me and so vulgar and so, like, sexually (laughs) vulgar that I cannot use it. And I and people just are amazed at the things that come out when I use that app. And I'm like, you see, guys, they don't believe me. And I'm like, okay, turn it on. Let's go. Let's investigate. And the stuff that comes out is so vulgar that, um, yeah, I can't use it. No, um, Darren, I've never used um, the Dead Wave app. One thing I would like to get, I do want to get a thermal imaging camera eventually. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I know a lot of people are going to the SLS I've heard you. I'm kind of iffy on how much of that I actually believe, from, especially from what I've seen on TV. Well, I have mixed review with the SLS. If you get the real one, the original, I think it's amazing. If mm-hmm. you get the one that people are just making now and they're making their own SLS camera that shuts off every, oh, my God, it's the most annoying thing. It shuts off every, like five minutes and it just shuts off and you're like oh my god the equipment and then you're like remember that is it's not anything paranormal it just shuts off and you know i think it's i kind of like it but then i don't know how like how accurate it could be yeah that that that's where i come from with that with the SLS. I'm like, okay, like, is it really the spirit? Cause it's always like the same thing. Like if you start using it a lot, it's almost the same thing. Okay. It's hanging from the wall. It's crawling on the wall. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. five inches, you know, it's, you know, seven feet tall. And it's just kind of like, it's just never, it's sitting on the chair, but only on, you know, like the armrest. It's just so, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's great, like, when you're having a tour and when you're yeah. having an event because you need, like, those visual things for people. But I I don't know. Oh, Sherry says, Kevin, what was your absolute favorite place that you have ever investigated? Oh, goodness. Um, one of my all-time favorites is probably – gosh, there's, there's a few of them. But uh, I love Virginia City, but I really love Point Sur Lighthouse. Up in Big Sur, California. Um, it kind of sits out on a volcanic rock, and you have access. So it's, like, so quiet. There's nothing out there except an occasional seal, which you get to be able to distinguish their sound after a while. <laughs> oh, wow. But that place was super active, and you have access to the lighthouse, all the outhouses, like the innkeeper's really? house. Um, the triplex is probably my favorite place there. Um Last time we were there, we were actually in the barn getting our equipment ready and stuff like that. And they had just finished a tour with some other people. And we're all sitting in there and we hear, you know, boot steps come up on the wooden porch. And we think it's the, um, the guy that was giving the tour coming to tell us he's leaving. So everybody actually stopped and looked at the door for him to come in. And no one ever came in. And the boot, boot, uh, boot steps were so distinct. We all got up and looked, and there was not 
anyone around they had already left and been gone. That is like that is the <laughs> best thing when it's everybody that kind of gets that experience. You're just like, oh, oh, did you hear that? You know, instead of just like one person. That yeah, because so we cool. all stopped and turned to look to see who it was. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> oh and you know, when you look out at the barn, you had the little wooden patio, and then it's just a path that goes all the way up to the top, top of the drive, and. You know, it's not like anybody could have ran off. Yeah, I mean, you would have heard the gravel and just kind of like right. people running off. That is insane. Oh, my gosh. Love there and love going to Virginia City and just like walking around the streets and stuff like that um, before that night's investigation. and Just so much fun there. That's, it sounds too. fun. So those are your top two <laughs> places? Yeah, I'd say those are my top two. What's your top three? Like the last one for three. I really enjoyed, actually not long ago, uh, back in March, when we went to Bobby Mackey's Music World. Oh, I've never been there. That is in my bucket list. That's one of the places that I want to go to. I want to go back. Um, yeah, I want to go back again. That was Now, what did you good. experience at Bobby Mackey's? I mean, constantly seeing like shadows and stuff like that, um, even out of your peripheral vision and stuff. And I know Paul's seen a couple like on the bar, almost like it was looking over the bar. But before we left, we was up on in the old kitchen area where Carl, the old caretaker had his exorcism performed. And it sounded like down by the bar, like someone had took a water bottle and just like squeezed it between their hands. Oh my God. So we go look and you know, nobody's down there. And so I was like, well, let's go back up on the stage and finish up. And we picked up an EVP that, to me, sounds like it says uh, it's a male voice, and it sounds like it says, "We'll see about that." Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see about that. Oh, great! I'll be like, yeah, that's yeah, what it sounds like to me. But um, we uh, hopefully we'll get that one cut out soon and post it to our website and our YouTube page. Yeah, definitely. Now, oh my gosh, Sherry's so funny. She's, she, are you, I think she's still homebound. Poor Sherry. I'm like, oh man, I feel terrible for her. She says, okay, so this is a funny one. She says, who is your favorite people to investigate? And he better say me. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> Sherry, you're, fa- you're everyone's favorite person to investigate with. You're fun and amazing. We need to just kidnap her and take her with us all the time. I know, but wait, wait a minute, Sherry. I didn't even have a chance to investigate with you in Tennessee. Remember, she was having like really bad allergies. Yes, yeah, wingman. She just she abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that because I didn't know. I just had met you guys there that day, so she just abandoned me. Now wow, look what I you just realized. Oh, that. <laughs> Um, Darren has a question for you. Yes. He says, if you had a chance to make a device for your investigations, what would it be? And why is this for everyone? Uh, Darren has these good questions. I love it. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't really know what I would make. That's not already out there. I mean, your best tool is always like your, just your your personal feelings, mm-hmm. which you can't really. But um, I don't really know what I would make. Another one of my favorite things to use, though, that we used actually a few years ago on an investigation was um, I bought a, a 360 camera. And that was really good. And we actually used it at Point Sur Lighthouse, and we picked up an EVP. And it was cool because you could actually – keep rewinding and turn around and look at every person and know that no one whispered it or said it. So it takes out like all the, you know, cause a lot of times on TV you'll be like, you'll pan past a door and it's open and be like, Oh my gosh, that door closed. And you pan back and the door is closed. Well, this one you can actually turn the camera, see it close. Um, but I love using the 360. Um, the one I have, it's the Rico Theta. And the only thing about it is I even checked with the company and that one cannot be modified to three or to a uh, infrared. Oh no. So if I could come up with anything, it would be to be able to modify like that kind of camera to oh, infrared. No. So I know they have some out that's got like three, three GoPros on it that can all link together. Yeah. But this one, one that's like the size of a remote control. Oh man. That would be amazing if it could be modified. That would be like your, 
perfect equipment. Let's see. Oh, Sherry says that. Oh, yeah. She goes, I party. She said, I took Benadryl and then I partied till 5 a.m. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, you guys, listen, um, I, I don't want to say the name of the hotel, but that was like the worst experience for me. These, these guys were having so much fun while I was getting bitten by bed bugs. It was horrible. It was terrible. I'm still, listen, I am still traumatized. Like, I think I will never go back to Tennessee as a state. <laughs> maybe Nashville, maybe Nashville. Oh, yeah. Maybe Nash and the G-Bird. Yeah, that's it. But then anywhere else is going to be like a small town. I'm, I'm terrified because of that experience. It was terrible. But talking about um, like heavy places and heavy yeah. feelings, stuff like that earlier, um, besides walking into the cell at Yuma, the heaviest place or feeling I've ever had is we actually got the chance to go to Connecticut a couple years ago and meet with um, Lorraine Warren and actually go to their house and in the museum. Oh wow. oh, wow. And walking into that museum, it was so heavy in there. So, so heavy. And uh, I was only in there for like five minutes and had to walk out and catch my breath for a while. And I was able to go in for a little bit longer. But yeah, like, some what super. Did you feel, like when you say for the people who are listening, like you know, like my sister listens to the show. She's not into like you know the paranormal or anything like that. So she wouldn't. For those people that don't know, like the heaviness, like you describe that for them, like what's that feeling like? It's almost like you walk into like you know, say a small stuffy elevator or something that's hot, and it's just like a really thick air, and just kind of hard to breathe, and kind of gives you a headache. Like you almost feel pressurized. Um, while you're in there. Oh, that's really oh. good explanation for it. <laughs> the pressurized. That is so true. Did you just but, feel like your whole body's just like the pressure? Yeah, like, it, like it's just like, yeah. like for me, it's like that tight feeling. Like everything is just closing in on me, like from every yeah. angle. It's just kind of like. It, it feels like you, it feels like you're holding like a weighted blanket just covered over you. Yeah, yeah. Now. I bet you, I mean, everybody just, when they think of the Warrens, they think, you know, Annabelle. They think mm -hmm. Annabelle. They think the mirror. Like, what other cool stuff did you see at the museum there? The Sandy Hook Demon was probably, one. that's one that sticks out to me a lot. It's a, um, <clears throat> I guess you'd call it a figure that's actually carved into wood that I believe a hunter found in the woods and, um, is given to Ed and Lorraine once they realized it was used for satanic ritualisms and stuff like that. But that thing's just creepy looking and has a super heavy feeling. Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. Oh my that's God. So you did see the real Annabelle? Yes. And you did hear about all the drama that was going on this past weekend, the last weekend? About okay. the group of kids who took out, I mean, they took, they had like a replica of Annabelle and certain yeah. people thought it was real. And how yeah. did you, how do you feel about that? Not taking sides, but like. That's, you, that's just not something you do. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that you know people would do that, but I guess they do. But, but that but just, that blew me away. It's like you just don't do that. That well, one as, as soon as you you know fake anything or even fake something like that, you and your team lose any credibility that you've had for as long as you've been investigating. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like I was my booth. <laughs> I was like right by them and. You know, I, I couldn't hear, so I can't say, oh, I heard them say this, I heard them say that. But they were very jokingly, people were laughing, and it almost looked like it was a joke, like they had a replica of the doll. I don't know where it went array that, you know, it got so serious and so, you know, I think it was a bad judgment on those kids. Right. It was just a bad judgment, and I, I feel, I mean, I've watched their social media lately, and they're very apologetic, and I feel that, you know, their apologies should be accepted, and it's going to take time for them to rebuild. They have a, it's, they have a business, and they do, like, paranormal investigations and stuff like that, and I feel that it is going to take a while now for 
them to rebuild their business because of something so detrimental. Hopefully it was a good learning experience for them to never, to never do something like that again. I mean, I, I, I mean, I saw it from my booth and I knew it wasn't the Rihanna bar. I was like, Oh, that's so funny. That's how I took it. You can tell the doll was oversized. The case was the same, which I I found kind of odd, but I feel like it was, they're going to be kicking themselves in the ass for a very long time for, you know, whoever's idea it was to, you know, let's do this to get traction on our booth. And I, I agree. Yeah. It kind of sucked because they seem, you know, they're, they're, they seem like they're nice kids. And now people are going to question everything they do. You know, is this true or not? You know, they fake this. Oh, they're going to they... question everything they do, that everything that they've done, their reputation, because that's how it is in this business. And that's what I tell people who are not in the paranormal. All we have in this business at the end of the day is our reputation. Yeah. And, you know. And then it seems like anymore there's so many because there's so many shows and stuff out there. There's just so many people like poking fun at it and stuff like that. It's hard to take. It's hard for people to take it seriously anymore, especially mm-hmm. with like all the spoof stuff that's out and stuff like that. And you know, we we've done this long enough that we know, you know, other things exist. And yeah. you know, some of the stuff just makes it hard to, you know, even prove to anybody that there is more out there. Yeah. Like, even when I do, uh, when Lynn and I do our tours, you know, like I try to tell people, this is entertainment for you. You come, you pay your $40, you know, we we investigate with you. You're part of the investigation. They're asking questions. They're holding the equipment. They're investigating. And um, I had a young lady who the whole time, she's like, oh, I hope I get touched. Touch my hand. Touch this. Touch that. And you know what happened by the end of the night? She got touched and she screamed and was terrified. And we say, hey, this is fun for you, but these are real spirits. And you have mm-hmm. to be careful what energy you put out there and what you're asking these spirits to do. Because you're right. giving them an invitation. I'm the opposite. I'm like, nope, boundaries, don't touch me, don't pull my hair, <laughs> don't touch my necklace, don't breathe on me. You know, I have like a whole list of boundaries of like, you don't do that to me. But, you know, people take it because they're watching, you know, TV and they think it's so much fun and it's entertainment. They think, you know, whatever, something touches me, I go home, nothing's going to happen. And it's like, no, you know, we say a prayer at the beginning and at the end, we protect people because for them it's fun, but for us, we know the truth about this business. And and to keep it too with a lot of these people, one, um, not everything ha- or something doesn't always happen every time you go on an investigation. And two, just because they don't have nothing that night, you know, say they ask it to do something and it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't do it when they want it to do it it's <laughs> on its own time. It does it when it wants to do it. <laughs> so just because nothing happens in the moment doesn't mean something can't happen, you know, in a couple of weeks or, you know, any time. They work on their time, not yours. Exactly. And that's what I try to you know, try to explain to people. I said, you know, if we may get something, we may not get something. We don't come here and tell them, Hey, Hey ghosts, Hey spirits perform. You know, we're going to, we're going to have a tour from, you know, eight to 11. We need you guys to get up. Let's perform. No, there's times that people didn't capture anything and they're like, Oh, this place sucks. I didn't feel anything. My friend had all this evidence. We had nothing. And then I tell them, Hey, come back one more time. And you don't know what could happen. And they'll come back the second time. And they would be like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. This is like the best experience ever. Because, And I tell people, you just don't know what you're going to get. They're unpredictable. And I've been to locations that people are like, oh, it's the craziest location. You know, it's demonic. And then I walk in and I'm like, where? <laughs> Nothing's we did happening. The first, time, the first time we did the Washoe Club in Virginia City, we were there for three nights. The first two nights were empty. And the last night, you know, we was going to amp it up a little bit. So we come to the conclusion, Paul's like, all right, everybody, let's kind of just go to the outside of the walls and try to corral something into the center. So everybody kind of like took a room and me and um, our friend Vicky stayed in what's called the suicide room. Lovely. Yeah. So they all take off. And it's almost like the spirits were watching us and look back in the room because after everybody left and we're standing there, I picked up a voice that said, um, they're still here. So it's like I heard everybody look and then looked in the room and seen us. And it's like, oh, they're still here. Oh, wow. And then it got, you know, we'll play games with them sometimes, like hide and seek and see what we can come up with. And uh, 
stuff like that. And sometimes that'll amp up and things will play, especially if it's um, like children's spirits and stuff like that. Yeah, they do like to play. They like to play games. So we'll do that sometimes and, you know, see if we can't get something going. But um, we always do our investigations with respect and yes. you know, we don't yell at them, provoke them, that kind of stuff. I don't do none of that provocation. I don't listen. This is what I tell people. Like when I started investigating, um, my friend Sean, which I've learned so much from, he used to always make fun of me. He's like, "Oh, you're like the type of investigator and medium that's like bubblegums, rainbows, ponies," you know. And that used to be so offended. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "Just it's okay. You you know you just like the light stuff." And then as I kept doing it more and more and more, now it's more like. I found my voice almost mm-hmm. where I'm kind of, I'm, I don't do provocation, but I'm firm. Yeah. Like, you know, when, like, when you do an session and it's like, Oh, I'm a demon. I'll be like, no, you're not. Cut it out. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like seriously. Or it'll be like, get out. And I'm like, um, I can't because I have 50 people that are here. So no, we're not leaving. You know, when before it would be like, Oh, what do you mean? Get out. Oh my God. I'm so scared. Now it's more like, no, what do you mean? No, we're not going anywhere. And, you know, but you still, like how you said, we do have to show them respect because, you know, they were once living. Most of them were once living and right. they want respect. Yeah. Let's see. Hi, Matt. Hi, Peggy. Hey, Wolf. What's going on, buddy? Okay, so Darren says, do you think you could handle witnessing a full-blown exorcism? Heck no, but that was just me. <laughs> no, I am Catholic, and I will not witness that. I am no. as well. It would. It would be. No. It would. No. I, I couldn't even describe what that could possibly look like. <laughs> I don't want to know. What? I, I think if I did witness that, I would have nightmares for years. I think I would be like institutionalized after seeing something. Just like the sound, the smell. The feeling and what you're going to see visually is probably going to mess you up for the rest of your life. I mean, I've seen a lot of things when I worked for the sheriff's department because I was also an assistant coroner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's what was, the, the, what was the worst, <laughs> worst thing that you saw as a deputy? Like what, like, what was the worst scene that you walked in that just kind of, that's gruesome, of course, that just sticks in your head? Um, I would say a suicide of a person that was in an abandoned house in July that was there for a couple weeks before found. Oh. So he was just, or she, was just, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. In that case, will the body just kind of, like, decompose? It was, unre- like, just- it was unrecognizable. So it will just decompose faster because of the heat, like the right, heat. Right, right, oh, And it will swell up and like, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> so as a, like, when you were an assistant coroner, what was, like, the grossest thing that, that <laughs> Sherry goes, ew, horrible. And I'm like, I'm, like, trying to imagine it. I'm so, <laughs> listen, guys, I'm like Miss Disney Princess. I think I'm Snow White, but then I have this side where I'm just so dark and, like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, would, that would be it on that, but, uh. <laughs> so what was the worst thing as a coroner assistant that you like that you saw that that would have been it that yeah. would have been it so what would you do with that like did they just like when they picked up the body did it kind of like just fall apart like um yeah kind of we had to be careful like just almost scraping it into a bag oh my god uh, icky <laughs> i think i uh, threw my clothes away after that you think? <laughs> I would be like, oh, oh, that's so gross. Oh, my gosh. But I will tell you one funny thing that happened when I worked for the yeah. sheriff's department. And then we'll get back to the um, the paranormal goodness. But there was a night when I was with my sergeant. And we were um, up at the north end of our county, probably about 20 miles from the office. And we were driving. I was riding with him. I had my soda between my legs. Reached down and scratched my foot, and all of a sudden, I just get, like, totally wet on my crotch. And I was like, oh, damn it, I spilled my soda. And then I remember my soda was empty. 
and then we started choking. And what had happened is when I reached down to scratch my foot, the bottom of my bulletproof vest hit the button on my mace, and I emptied a half a can of long <gasps> spray right on my crotch. Can then we say, said, like, did you, but you didn't feel like that, the burn? Not at first. But once the heat set in, oh, oh my gosh, we were choking. Our eyes were watering, had the windows down. We're 20 miles from home. I was trying to get my gun belt off, put my hands in my pants to hold my pants off of me because I could just feel it like running down my legs. Oh my Finally God. got home. I couldn't wear, like, I couldn't even wear boxers for like two days. I just had to straddle cold water in the tub for like 45 minutes and just try to get it all to wash off. <laughs> oh my God. That is so terrible. Yeah, that was like, bad. you have, but I guess it took you a second to kind of the reaction it, of yeah, it took it to it hit you and just through. burn. Yeah, when it did, it did. Whoa, uh, that was bad. I listen, if I was your partner, I would have been so upset. I'm like, you get out of this car now. Like, you are just gonna hitchhike wherever you have to go. <laughs> like, how did you do that? Oh my god, how did you even explain that to your captain when you went back? Oh, oh, they were. Oh, I had so many nicknames after that. <laughs> okay, spray. <laughs> oh my god, uh, we have a question. Um, Sherry uh, says, "How did you get involved with Stargazer Films?" Um, I actually, the producers, uh, Zach and Shane, I actually did a movie with them in LA like four years ago, and I uh, just stayed in touch with them. And then. Um, <clears throat> I did one with them last year in New York and then they invited me to come back to Kentucky and then offered me a full-time position with the company. Wow. So wow. I moved from Los Angeles to Louisville July of last year. Oh, wow. So that is recent that you've been living there. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what do you think about Louisville, Kentucky versus like living in LA? I like it. It's so much more laid back. It's much more cost effective. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, I can imagine. You know, being... From Missouri, it's only four and a half hours to home now, so it's easy for me to go home and visit just about any time I want to. If I want to take a weekend trip back, it's oh, an easy nice. drive. <clears throat> That's so cool. Now, let's see. Okay, so paranormal experiences. Experiences. Which was the one that scared you to the core? And if that hasn't happened, it's okay. It will happen. It just hasn't happened to you yet. Yeah, I really and haven't. You're like, oh, damn, that, all this is real. Like, that that moment of, like, like, oh, my gosh, this is all real. I really haven't had that yet. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that I've really had happen that I know there's so much speculation on is um, sleep paralysis. Because out of my many episodes, which, knock on wood, I haven't had any in quite a while, I've seen a um, male, a tall male figure with a collared jacket and a brimmed hat. Oh, and I've seen no, that one no. probably three or four times. And I know the last time I seen it, I could feel like the bed pushed down beside me where he was kneeling and just had his hands like holding down my chest, pushing me down into the bed. Oh, oh. <clears throat> you know, it's had, not good when you see him, right? Yeah, I've that's seen him probably what, three or four times. That's for people that you know, suffer from or experience sleep paralysis, they always describe him, which is kind of odd how they always mm -hmm. describe the tall and he's supposed to be really tall, slanky with the brimette. How is yep. it that everybody who has these experiences, you know, and that's why, it's and that's crazy. why, you know, so many people, you know, always say it's, it has to do with the REM of your sleep or whatever, but it's I like, how, that. I mean, I felt the knees pushed down beside me. I felt the hands on my chest. Mm -hmm. It's the same figure that other people seeing. And it's just so odd that, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, just say, oh, it's, you know, this sleeps, this sleep, this sleep. I wonder if they've actually experienced it and seen it. Yeah, they probably have and don't want to say it. <laughs> now, when you experienced yeah. sleep paralysis, were you, because I did read this study that the people who see that man are mm -hmm. either in a low point in their life or they're very vulnerable stage. They could be stressed. They could be going through emotional things in their lives. Cause they say it from, this is just many, there's so many studies about him, but one is that he comes into your life 
and causes sleep paralysis when you're vulnerable, when something's going on in your life? Were you going through anything at that time frame where he has shown up? Not that I can recall, but I mean, it's been a while. I've had several episodes, but only like three or four of them I've actually seen him. That is so scary. That is, that is so scary. And it's just hard, something that's hard to explain. Um, I know another time when I was living with my buddy in Santa Monica, um, he had a little black pug dog that, that, um, I was sleeping in the living room couch and he would stay in his cage, you know, down by the couch. And he got to every now and then he'd be able to get out of his cage and I'd wake (laughs) up and he'd be like curled up in the blankets at the bottom of the couch. Yeah. So my buddy was out of town one weekend and, um, he's like, Hey, you know, if you want to stay in my room, go ahead, you know, king size bed versus a couch. I said, sure. So I'm in there sleeping one night and, um, I wake up and I look down the foot of the bed and I see, I see him jump up on the bed and I was laying on my side, and he walked up and kind of curled up in the bend of my knees, kind of behind my knees. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't want to pet him because I don't want him to think it's playtime. i got to get up early. Yeah. And so yeah. he just stopped moving. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep. You know, I could feel him there. He's fine. So I wake up, you know, the next morning, reach down to pet him, and he's not there. So I was like, where did he go? And I got up and looked. The bedroom door was still closed, and he was still locked in his cage in the living room. And I was the only oh, one there no. I don't like, trust shapeshifters. I was awake and I watched it. You know, I don't know if it was him because, you know, dark room, black dog. I watched something his size jump up on the bed, felt it walk and curl up in the back of my knees. It's those dang shapeshifters. I'm telling you. I don't trust them. I don't trust shapeshifters. So if there's shapeshifters out there, leave me alone because I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't trust anything that can turn into, I mean, that's scary. That is so scary. It's that would when you freak me out. That, what the hell was that? Because <laughs> you said it felt like the dog. It was like, you know, like warm breathing. like. Yeah. Yeah, it was his size and just curled up in the back of my legs. I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to pet him because I don't want to play. You know, I want to go to sleep. You imagine if you would have pat him, but it would have been some crazy, creepy thing. Oh, my God. That's so... Sherry says, like, oh, my God, that is nuts. And she said, when are Peggy and I going to be in one of your movies? And then she puts tons of laughing faces. Listen, I just said that to him, like, before we started the show. I was like, when am I going to be in a fun, in an awesome, you know, Lifetime movie? I am pretty dramatic. No. I'm telling Penny to write you in. And then you just got to write me in. Just, like, just, just something super dramatic. And scene. <laughs> so for you, where's where's a place that you want to go investigate that you haven't yet? Oh, wow. And whoever's, whoever's, you know, listening and live chatting to, where are places that you'd like to go that yeah. you haven't? For me, what is that? Is it called the Suicide Forest in Japan? Oh. Yeah, that place looks effing crazy. Mm-hmm. That looks insane. And then I think also like one of my lists, like low, like US wise, is the Winchester. Oh, yeah. I would love to just go in there with like a, with a few friends, some cameras, and just leave us there for seventy two hours. Just mm-hmm. leave us, you know, day and night, and just kind of get the feel of every room, the house, like the nooks and cranny. Um, Darren says he would love to do Amityville. Well, Darren, I've heard for the right price, secretly, they will let you go in there. But make sure you walk with $10,000 from what I've heard. <laughs> oh, oh. Show up with a good amount of money and um, they'll take that into consideration. Locally, I'd love to do um, Moon River Brewery. And I would like to do Hales Bar Dam and Marina in Tennessee. That sounds fun. But I'm not going to Tennessee, people. I, I am boycotting. Unless you're Nashville or Chattanooga. I like Chattanooga. I am boycotting. <laughs> oh, Sherry says... Sherry, I was going to say the Doll Island. Oh, Island of the Dolls in Mexico. Place. Yeah, that place looks super creepy. 
But then this is the thing. Like she said that Josh Gates went there and had an episode. But this is the thing with me with that place. Is it really haunted or is it just the dolls gives it a creep factor? So that's why I would like to go. Hard killing. I'd like to do uh, Myrtle's Plantation too. (gasps) Yes. Yes. You have the voodoo in there. You have the slaves. That's just, that's Mm. a recipe for an awesome I mean, I'm, I, I do apologize. I'm going to say an awesome investigation. I do apologize for the horrible things that happened at the Murdo's plantation, but that would be an amazing, amazing place to investigate. Yeah, there's a lot of places I still want to go, and hopefully uh, we'll start knocking them off the bucket list soon. I know. I'm going to win the lottery, and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> just investigate. Just just have a list and just go everywhere that I want to go and investigate. Inter- internationally, though, I'd like to do um, Chillingham Castle over in England. Oh, nice. Um, Chad Kalick did his documentary, A Blood Red Sky, over there. What about the catacombs in Paris? Catacombs would be awesome. Yeah. So many cool places. I know. We just need money or, like, a private jet and grab your (laughs) friends, you know. (laughs) Let's just go investigate. Because there's so many places. And I feel like there's places that are popping up Every day, every day, you know, there's uh, Brenda, my sister, she says Alcatraz. Brenda, Alcatraz, I hear it's pretty cool. I've it's been just, to Alcatraz. You've been to Alcatraz? Let's talk about Alcatraz. I, how I how was it? To, I didn't get to investigate it. We just did a tour. I was actually up in Bodega Bay on a movie a few years ago, and we uh, drove down to San Francisco on our day off and uh, went over and toured it. But it was awesome. It's a place oh, I'd love to go back to. Oh, my God. That place must be amazing. I did... Eastern State Penitentiary. I was just there last Friday. And, you know, we did the tour, Lynn and I have 16 bucks. You get to walk around, whatever. But, you know, we're investigators. You know, I'm like, listen, I'm going to go into one of these cells. I'm going to get my necrophonic out. And I was having a little session and people kept coming in and out. And at one point it said intruders. Oh, wow. Two men walked in. And I was like, (laughs) Oh shit! I knew that they were. It was like intruders, and then it, they walked out, and then it said my name, Peggy. And oh wow! I remember the first time anything or any app or any device said my name, I was so terrified because I was like, "How do they know my name? How do they know my name?" And now it's almost after a while, you just kind of get used to it. I love when you pick up something that clear and you have it recorded, and people's like. Oh well, you were you were just hearing things. That's what you you just think you heard that. Well, let me rewind it and play it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I heard it. Just- <laughs> you know? I was at an investigation that actually um, everybody who knows me, I go by Peggy Gypsy, mm-hmm. and um, I was at an investigation, and it said my last name, my real last name. Holy cow! And only one person in that room knew and looked at me. And I was like, no way. I was like, can you repeat yourself? And it went and it said my last name again. Holy and cow. I was just like, okay, that's not good. Okay, this is not good when they're getting so familiar with you. And I was just like, mm, that's not a good thing. Yeah, there's so much out there that no one has any idea about. It's just craziness. It's like, hey, I have your number. I know who you are. And you're like, no, don't know who I am. <laughs> All right, Someone take you on Sherry said Dracula's Castle. That'd Darren be awesome. said Leap Castle. That would Not be cool. sure. Where's, where's Leap Castle? Darren, where's Leap Castle? Where's that at? I don't know where that's at. I would love to do to spend the night at Dracula's Castle. Yeah, that'd be wild. That would be amazing. <laughs> Funny story while uh, Darren responds. Um, I used to go a lot to New Orleans, right? When um, I used to be a flight attendant, so I used to do, you know, like the trips and stay there at least. I used to be there at least twice a month. And this was before I had my son. And I used to be like, if there is a vampire, like I would walk, you know, by myself late at night. And, you know, it's New Orleans and it's dark. And I'm like, if there's a vampire here, you have to give me 30 days. I want my hair nicer. I want to get a shape because if I'm going to become a vampire, I have to look good for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then my cousin used to call me when I was visiting New Orleans. She's like, so did you become a vampire? I said, no, stupid. If I'm picking up my phone, it's because I'm no, you know, I'm still human. <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> like I'm not a vampire. Um, so they said Leap Castle is in Ireland. Nice. I, yeah, Ireland would be awesome. If I could go to Scotland too. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Those places, Those places are, are going to be nice. They're going to be really cool. Oh yeah, sure. That would yeah, be good a cool place. But Dracula's Castle, I want to go. I was uh, talking to a, dinner. <laughs> a guy I used to go to the gym with, and he was from uh, Britain. And he was talking, he's like, oh, you need to come over here and investigate. I was like, yeah, I'd like to. I said, there's still a lot of places, you know, here I'd like to go. And he goes, yeah, but our ghosts are headless. <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Like, we all love it. just, you know, a body walking around, you know. That's our favorite thing to see. Oh my god! Now, quick question: It's we're already up to one hour. Um, did you watch Ghost of Morgan City? I did not. In the apparition episode. I have not seen that. Well, I did see it, and it was pretty amazing. I was kind of iffy, and then I met Jeremy from the show. I met him last weekend, mm-hmm. and he seemed like. He's a demonologist. He's an ordained minister. He seemed like a very awesome, genuine, you know, honest person. Mm-hmm. And because of my conversation with him, I was more inapt to be like, holy shit, they did really capture a full body apparition. Wow. Because, you know, like when you feel somebody and you're talking to them, you can kind of tell like if they're just bullshit and it's just TV and or, they, you know, they're a nice, honest person. But... Oh, Sherry, Sherry, stop it. Sherry says, I do not like that show. You just don't like it because it's before um, Haunted Town. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a great show. It's a great show. It's a great cast. And, and you, you did ask earlier, you know, when was the moment that um, yeah, that moment. I first realized that, you know, paranormal stuff was real and stuff like that, like a holy shit moment. I, I know when I got my, like, firm belief in, like, psychic mediums. Um, we were doing a residential case in LA for probably about a year. We were talking with his family and, you know, going through, we talked to him several times throughout the year and, um, you know, kind of make sure the story stayed the same and everything like that. And the last time we went, we took our friend with us who was a psychic medium. We told him nothing about the house, nothing about the family, never talked to him about it. He knew nothing going in. We, the family, um, left the house whenever we got there. And he came in and validated everything we had learned over the last year down to the specific room and what the family had described happens in those rooms. Blew me away. Me and Paul's looking at each other like, did you tell him anything? It's like, no, did you? No. (laughs) But he was so specific down to like which family members that they say they see in each room that have, you know, passed away. And that that blew me away. So that was your moment that you were like, this is real. Right, right. To be that specific, it was just crazy. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is, yeah, to to be, yeah, because, I mean, I don't, oh, my God, I just hate bad talking people. But there's a lot of people who are not real psychics and real mediums. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tell people, no, just... Feel people out when you pay them, when you pay them for reading, feel them out, you know, just see if they're real or not. Yeah. So um, we're up to one hour and I like to close the show with words of wisdom. So what are your words of wisdom to the listeners out there? It could be business. It could be paranormal life, whatever you want it to be. I mean, paranormal-wise, I mean, the only thing that I would really say is when you do go to these places, one thing that, you know, I don't like is when you go to these historic places and they're all graffitied up, windows are busted out and stuff like that. Go to the places, enjoy them, treat them with respect. You know, there's a lot of history in a lot of these places, and um, I know people's wanting to, like, tear a lot of them down now and stuff like that, and it's just like, you know, preserve that stuff. It's There's just so much to it. Just treat the places with respect. Get permission to go to them. You know, don't break into places and vandalize and stuff like that. And You know, things are a lot easier when you actually 
ask permission to go to places and things just go a lot smoother. Um, yeah, that's, that's my advice for investigations. Just respect, respect, respect. I love it. Yes. Respect, respect the location, respect each respect other. <laughs> and you know, you'll have a good investigation. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in and Kevin, you are the best. You are Aww. extremely busy filming a movie right now. And I love you because you're my friend and you're like, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. And if, and if you guys want to check out, you know, some of our evidence and stuff like that, you can go to our website, ghostwatchparanormal.com. Our YouTube is ghostwatchparanormal. Um, same as Facebook and Instagram. Just follow us on there and, you know, hit us up and let us know what you think about some of the stuff that we've captured. And when we do post our evidence, it's a, uh, we don't just, you know, cut something out and post it. We present it to the group first. Everyone has to agree on it, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll post it if we all can come to the same conclusion on what it is and yeah. if we think it's putting on the website and stuff. So Ooh. check it out. Let us know what you think. Yes, guys, make sure you follow them and make sure, you know, you like them, follow them on YouTube and all their social media. And I know what I'm going to do tonight. I am going to go on Lifetime on Demand and watch Purity Falls because I love all those kind of movies. Let me know what you think. Oh, I will. I will be messaging because I know you're working. What time are, What time would you guys be done filming today? Um, we had a 3.30 call, so we should be done hopefully around 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And then we have to wrap out of this location. So I'll probably get home around 5. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sleeping. <laughs> But, um, Kevin, thank you so much for taking time to, you know, spend your Saturday night with me and everybody who's listening. And, you know, we I thank you personally, and so does Paranormal Buzz Radio. Sherry says, oh, my God, awesome movie. Watch it. And she says she loves you. Guys in the chat room, thank you so much for yes, your questions. You. And, you know, it was awesome. Everybody was interactive. Yes, much appreciated. All right, guys, thank you so much. And always remember, be kind to one another. Don't gossip about each other. And listen, in the paranormal, there's enough money, there's enough goals, there's enough spirits for everybody. So there's no need for everybody to be. It's crazy. There's no need for all this drama and all these things. There's enough Uh, for everybody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you, and uh, have a good night.